do you know the conference? Do you know the name of the conference? Sure. Yeah. Well, I was going to let you say it. It's the Mac Whack All American uh, Mid American Conference. Yeah. Oh, hold on to your turkey leftovers because it's the Man in Black podcast here. In fact, you should already have finished your Thanksgiving leftovers by now. Have you finished all of your Thanksgiving leftovers, Todd? Well, unfortunately, uh, I couldn't bring my leftovers on the plane with me back from Ohio. So uh, I had to leave them in camp. But I I made sure I had three helpings. I went through the line three times uh, on Thursday. So I'm, I'm shocked that I did not fall asleep, just pass out on my drive from Canton to Detroit that night. Uh, but I, I had enough of my turkey and Thanksgiving meal on Thursday. Yeah, that's good. Three times, I'm proud of you. That's just, that's a solid amount of times. I only did two times, but we had leftovers uh, for like four days. I just yeah. finished them yesterday. Uh, yeah, great Thanksgiving. And, and uh, you were up in uh, Detroit because you had a uh, football game, Penn State, Michigan State, right? I did, yeah. Big win for the Nittany Lions there. Yeah, they did. It was a good win for them. They finished their season with another 10-win season. Um, it was probably the best that their offense has looked uh, uh, maybe all year. I mean, the most complete performance by their team. The defense has been great all year. You know, elite-level defense. Offense has been kind of up and down. and uh, But they ran the ball very well. Both backs had over 100 yards. Drew Aller had a big game, played really well. So uh, a good way for them to finish the regular season. Yeah. Amazing weekend of college football. Some yes, great finishes, um, wild finishes, crazy stuff happening. Uh, you and I did our picks last week, and we are both proud to announce that we both each finished thirteen and two. Yeah, uh, in our picks last week, which is pretty good. I mean, I can't do math. I don't know what the percentage is there, but that's that's pretty high. It's pretty good. It's a high percentage. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, I believe uh, the two that you missed, uh, you missed um, Ohio State and Michigan. You picked Ohio State, and uh, you missed uh, Iowa, Nebraska. You had picked Nebraska, and then I missed yep. uh, Louisville and Kentucky. Um, Kentucky beat Louisville, a big upset there, and I missed Florida and Florida State, yep. uh, thinking Florida might get the upset, which it was close. Boy, yeah. close game. So, yeah, give us your thoughts on this past weekend's happenings. Yeah, so first of all, let's start with the biggest one, the Ohio State-Michigan game. Uh, what a great football game. Uh, I actually watched it twice because I watched it live, Saturday, I left my hotel in Detroit early enough on Saturday morning to drive home, uh, to be sitting in a chair at 1130, well before the game came on, watched the game, loved it. And then my dad, who I wanted to watch it with also, he went to see my nephew play. He's a tight end for Kent State. So he wanted to go to Kent's last game. It was, you know, my nephew's last time playing. And uh, so he taped the Ohio State Michigan game and wanted to watch it at the when he got home. So I went over to his house and watched a second time with him, but I was not able to allowed to say anything because <laughs> he did not know what the outcome was. So I had to just sit there and like no facial expressions, poker face the whole time. So he didn't know the game with him. He didn't know what happened. He lived with watching no, like he was for the first time. Yeah, but here, now, let me tell you this story before I get into my breakdown of the game because this is perfect for my dad. My dad is technology. I'm poor with technology. He is Stone Age. Stone Age. Okay. Okay. So anyway, he records the game. He records lots of stuff, but he records the game. And as soon as I walk in the house, he's already got it on. 
He's like, I don't want to hear anything. Don't send me anything. Don't I want nothing about the game. Now, I find it hard to believe, first of all, that as he's sitting in the stands at the Kent State-Northern Illinois game on Saturday at the same time, that they're not giving the score yeah. to whoever was at that game. But, all right. He's, maybe he was just like, la, 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 every time maybe, they came. Yeah, maybe so. He didn't know. So he kept saying, don't tell me anything. Don't tell. All right, I won't say anything, Dad. All right. So at one point, late in the second quarter, you know, the only thing I said, I said Dad, the only thing I'm going to say is this this really is one heck of a football game. So, Dad, I don't want to hear any more. You're, you're already telling me the Ohio State's coming back in this game. I, I don't want to hear any more. Okay. <laughs> Mums at work. So now we get to the point of the game. In the la- Michigan's last drive, they're eating up the clock. They're setting up their last field goal to make it 30 to 24. They're lining up for the field goal, and my dad's recording ends. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so now, now he's fiddling around with his remote. You know, I know I got to tape the rest of it, tape somewhere else. He hits live, and it comes onto a live shot, and all the fans at Michigan are on the field. So he, no, so now he's been told that Michigan won the game just by the, what's on the TV. So it's like, well, I don't know if they won 30 to 24, 30, 27. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he goes back and he finds it and we watch the rest of the game. But we sat there for three hours, not saying a word. So he wouldn't spoil the, the outcome and then he spoiled it for himself. So what you, you had to act surprised with each play. Oh, wow. That, yeah. was, that was great. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's wonder how this, I wonder how this review is going to go. You know, this, this is yeah. yeah. What did you see that? Uh, there's a video on social media of these guys watching the um, Alabama Auburn game. They were Alabama fans. They're all gathered around. And right when Milrow dropped back for that final pass, they got the little spinny circle thing on their oh. TV. <laughs> it was paused uh-huh. like that. And then they were all like, what? Like just waiting. And yeah. when, it, when it came back, Alabama was celebrating in the end zone. And they were like, oh. I mean, so, but they didn't even get to see it. Yeah. Right. Like, man. All right. So I'll have to. All right. So let's go back. Let's give me the statement. breakdown. Um, yeah. First of all, incredible football game. You know, it's been kind of a bluff on a one-sided game the last two years that Michigan won. Yeah. This year was was close. Ohio State got down 14-3. to They fought their way back. At one point in the third quarter, they tied it up 17-17. Big plays by both teams. Both defenses playing well. But at the end of the day, you know, it it was kind of the same thing for Michigan. They were a little bit better at the line of scrimmage, particularly in the second half, particularly in the fourth quarter. You know, this game, uh, I think maybe 20 of the 21, last 21 games, the team that has won the rushing battle has won the game. And Michigan outrushed Ohio State in this game, not by as much as they'd done in previous games. This one was like 165 to 110 or something like that. But they still had an upper hand. And the other thing that was the, the difference in the game, Michigan won the turnover battle two to nothing. Okay. Hey. Two costly interceptions by Kyle McCord. The first one gave Michigan a short field, led to the touchdown. Uh to you know, the first touchdown of the game. The last one obviously ended the game. And I, you know, I don't blame him for the last one because he got hit right as he was throwing it. It's a great pass rush by Jalen Harrell uh to cause the ball to come out funny. And uh, and it was picked off, but uh, but a great football game, and and I, I don't think you can say enough about Sharon Moore and the job he did in all three weeks, but in particularly this game because uh, he made some brilliant decisions in this game. He went for it on fourth down three times. Uh, 
He called a halfback pass in the fourth quarter. He put a backup quarterback in to run design quarterback run for 20 yards. Uh, really made some outstanding calls throughout the game. And, you know, J.J. McCarthy, who had not been 100% healthy the two weeks before, played a very solid game, very accurate throwing the football. I mean, the the touchdown throw he made to Roman Wilson, I mean, he just fit a ball in between. Oh, my gosh. Defenders, an unbelievable throw. That was right. one of the best throws I've seen in a long time. Yeah. That was I, – I, yeah. I, I literally paused the TV and called my wife, who cares <laughs> nothing about, yeah. about this game at all, and I was like, you have to see this. And I made her watch the, the replay of it. And even yeah. she was like, whoa, how did he get it in there? I was like, I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, and you know one of the one of the points on that play that was not brought up in the broadcast, I don't think, but um, the kid that was the safety number twenty five, who the ball kind of went right by his ear, yeah. he is a true freshman. He's a really talented player, but he's had to play the last couple of weeks because their starting safety, who was a senior, who was a really good player, Ransom, got hurt. And the kid's very talented, but again, that was a huge moment, and he just was. Not in the right position, didn't have eyes yeah. on the ball, and uh, and that ball sailed right past him to Roman Wilson. <laughs> it was still almost a great play by Denzel Burke in the end zone, almost resulted in an interception. Of course, they took a look at it, but yeah. incredible football game, uh, great calls. Uh, Blake Corum, you know, just showing his toughness. How about this moment? You know, after Zach Zinter got hurt, you know, really a, mm. a, a terrible injury, and he's one of those seniors who came back. You know, to try to win a championship, could have been in the NFL last year, and gets hurt, and uh, and the very next play, Blake Corm runs twenty two yards for a touchdown and flashes up the six five sign <laughs> for sixty five for his fallen teammate. So anyway, love it. Tremendous game. Uh, now Michigan has won three in a row. Ryan Day, you know, I'm sure he's still getting you know a lot of heat. But he's a heck of a football coach, and I actually thought he called a good game. I mean, I thought that they were aggressive and creative. Maybe could have gone for it on a couple fourth down situations. As he looks back, maybe he would do that differently. Mm-hmm. But um, his team was in position to win. But the reality is, you know, he is now one and three against Michigan, and Jim Tressel and Urban Meyer combined, uh, you know, they only lost one game. They were sixteen and one against Michigan, and, and for Ohio State people, Crazy. that doesn't sit well you know yeah. so uh but it was an incredible football game to watch yeah well interesting you know that i always ask the question when when people start talking about coaches being in the hot seat which i don't know if he's in the, in the hot seat really or if they're just aggravated but i mean you know who who are you going to go get that's going to come be better than than, than ryan day right. I, don't, I don't know he's he's a really good coach yeah and uh eventually they'll probably they'll beat michigan i mean maybe it'll be next year i mean I don't think well, but gonna... they had won. Ohio State had won eight in a row before Michigan started this little run. You know, so exactly. So it's all right. Yeah, yeah. It's they're going to be fine. You know, Ohio yeah. State is still going to recruit, have great talent, and they're going to be in a great position oh, yeah. win the game next year. You know, so in absolutely. So anyway, but but that game was incredible. Of course, the Alabama Auburn game, the Iron Bowl, always a great game. And we were talking last week on our show. Yeah. You know, we were kind of making fun a little bit of Auburn losing to New Mexico State by twenty one. Yeah at home but but i said then there'll be a different team in the iron bowl they'll come ready to play it's a rivalry game it means a lot they'll show up and they did and you know up until you know a couple minutes or a minute and a half left it looked like they were going to win the game yeah Uh, you know it just it was amazing uh 
that that Alabama was able to 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 win that 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 that's from the Auburn sideline that's that's snatching defeat from the jaws of victory you know because yeah I mean fourth and thirty one and they convert the play um, it's amazing I mean first of all Auburn decided only rush two guys and force Milford yeah. to stay in the pocket and make a throw and there's only one spot that that ball could go to it had to go to the exact back corner of the end zone otherwise. It's it's not going to be complete. There's one spot this ball can go. And how, do, right, how do you just rush two guys? I don't understand that. Well, I mean, Jalen Milrow ran for over 100 yards in that game, you know. So they had one guy that was as a spy just to kind of watch him. But it was 31 yards they needed. I mean, they still could have rushed and tapped yeah. him short of the goal line. You know, that was just the decision that they made. Uh, but here's the crazy thing about this play and and why the fourth and 31 was so incredible is first of all, they had a first and goal at the seven. Right. Yeah. And they went backwards three plays in a row. They had a bad snap. Jalen Milrow crossed the line of scrimmage. It was an illegal forward pass on third down. So that's what backed them all the way back to the 31. You know? Yeah. They were they were right inside the 10 on first down and went backwards and still were able to come through and make that play. And uh yeah. And you know that the Iron Bowls had their share of crazy, crazy plays. You know, the the kick six, the punt, Bama punt, you know, whatever you want to. There's tons of them, right? Yeah. Well, this one, this one, I don't know if they'd come up if it's the Milrow miracle or or if they'd come up with a better name, but uh, yeah. but that's uh, that was a pretty incredible moment. I think they're calling it the uh, the mill throw. Uh, mill throw. I somebody <laughs> said, I don't know, but there was it just every Auburn fan just melted. It's, yeah. I mean, they just is almost like you, you know. He draw back, and you almost see it coming. It's like there's no way that this is going to happen, but this is Alabama. Somehow it's going to happen. Somehow they're going to convert this, and uh, they did. Those poor Auburn fans were just shocked because they, you know, this was a year that they certainly were not expected to beat Alabama. You know, they just right. lost to New Mexico State. They had they got six wins or or whatever. So, um, Alexa, stop. Alexa plays Rocky Top every day oh. at five o'clock. <laughs> now, Alexa, we stop. This, we should say this about New Mexico State. Okay, they finished their year ten and three. Yeah, they're, they're good. Play, they're playing in the Conference USA Championship game uh, this weekend, so they had a great season. Absolutely, Jerry Kill. Uh, you know, the the other game that stood out to me, uh, and it, it was so important uh, to set up. You know, a great game this weekend. Uh, but Washington in the Apple Cup beating Washington State on a walk-off field goal, 24 to 21. Grady Gross was the kicker when he made the field goal, 42 yards to win the game in the locker room after the game. He got a scholarship awarded to him by Kalen DeBoer, and the post-game speech was incredible. But you know we're staying on this team of fourth downs, right? Michigan three for three on fourth down, fourth and 31 for Alabama. The fourth down play in the Washington game. Now, Evan, just hang on a second. Let, run it back and pause it. Let me set this play up first because it, it is worth setting up. So just leave it right there. So it's fourth and one. If you can see, they're on their own 29-yard line. Yeah. The game is tied 21-21 at this point. There's one minute and 11 seconds left in the game. All right? Now, it's a ballsy call, right? Right. So first of all, he sent his punt team out first to go with a hard count to see if they could get them to jump offside right. and get free penalty. Washington State didn't jump. 
So now he knows he wants to go for it, okay, in this part of the field. And he has this one play that he has saved for this moment. Now, this play is a triple option play. So Michael Penix Jr., the quarterback, has the option of handing it to the running back or keeping it himself or the last play or option and probably the most difficult to, to execute is Roma Dunsey, his top receiver, is coming in orbit motion behind him. He can turn and flip it to him as the third option. And yep. that's what Michael Penix chooses to do. Fourth and one from their own 29 with a minute left and a tie ball game. If this fails, Washington State's only got to run maybe one play, kick a field goal to and win it. Yeah. And Washington's hopes of you know, playing in the, in the Pac-12 championship, going to the college football playoff, all of that maybe goes up in smoke. Watch the execution on this play. It catches Washington State completely by surprise. It caught the camera feed. caught the camera by guy. surprise as well. I mean, it was an unbelievable call, and the execution of it was superb. So, you know, that set up the winning field goal. Washington finishes the season undefeated. Now they go to Las Vegas to set up a rematch with Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game on yeah. Friday night, which is going to be an incredible, incredible football game. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. And then that that kick, they, you know, they won with the field goal here. They won with Oregon missing the field goal uh, earlier yeah. in, in the year. Right. Uh, amazing uh, finishes for uh, for Washington. And I just can't, you know, I, I just can't, I love that call. I can't believe that that uh, uh, DeBoer, was it uh, DeBoer? Kalen DeBoer, yeah. Kalen DeBoer, the, his, I mean, that's a gutsy call right there. And not only are you just going for it, the fact that you fake it, take the time to fake it, have your quarterback turn around. Right. And turns then, his back to the deep. Turns his back and then pitches it right. backwards to right. the guy right. coming around. Like, that could have gone horribly wrong and, and yeah. fumbles and who knows yeah. what. Uh, yeah. But they executed it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was fun. It was fun fun to watch. So. It was good stuff, man. What what a great weekend! I'm excited about what's coming up in the conference championships this weekend. Um, I uh, got a uh, by the time this comes out, I will have released my Oregon versus Washington fan versus fan. Uh, oh, good, good. Uh, That'd be video. fun. You'll like this one, I think. And uh, so, you know, we 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 do a, a little segment every week called a tip of the cap. Hats off. So yep. let's get that going now. <laughs> All right, you want to go first? Give me your. Uh, you go first. I'll go first. Okay. All right. Well, my I'll do my teams. I get my okay. team. Yeah. Team of the week is just it's it's there's a lot to choose from. You know, I mean, uh, but I'm actually choosing Texas. Uh, okay. Because they just, I mean, this is the game they expected to win against um, uh, Texas, Texas Tech. Tech. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, still, it was a uh, a, a a hammering of a of a win by Texas. I mean, fifty-seven to seven. Uh, just crazy, and they just they just look so good uh, in every facet of the game. Um, right now, they seem like they're, they're a tough team to beat. I don't know that they can, not that they can't be beat, but they just look like a really good team. And I'm just impressed with the way they put a big uh, exclamation point at the end of their end of their season with the big win over Texas Tech. Um, and they uh, they they are making their their statements about yep. their ability to be in the college football playoff. And uh, yeah. Congrats to to those guys. So Texas, hats off. Well done. Okay. Yeah. So my uh, tip of the cap is going to one of the five remaining undefeated teams in college football. 
that probably will have no chance of ever even getting close to the college football playoff. It's the Liberty Flames. They finished <laughs> their year 12-0, and 0, the first time in school with program history that they were undefeated. Jamie Chadwell is the first year as the head coach, came over from Coastal Carolina, took Hugh Freeze's place when Hugh went to Auburn, and uh, and Liberty finishes undefeated at 12-0, and 0, and that's, that's hard to do. I don't care what conference you're in, what yeah. your schedule is. Now, they'll play New Mexico State, who we were just talking about in the Conference USA Championship game on Saturday, but uh, congratulations to Jamie Chadwell and, uh, and the Liberty Claims. Yeah, big deal. It's very cool today. I got a mascot video coming for them too, because they're the Liberty Flames, but they got an Eagle as their mascot. So <laughs> let's go. That's right down your alley. That's right in your wheel. Yeah. yeah. So easy. They make it so easy. Uh <laughs> twelve and zero. You know, yeah, I'm with you. I don't care who you are. That's that's impressive. Uh so my tip of the cap, hats off to my for my player is a guy that I, I have not really been able to give it to all year long, and I'm gonna give it to him now. Uh, and that's Joe Milton my buddy at uh, the University of Tennessee. They played okay. Vanderbilt, a rivalry game, because Tennessee's only in-state rival is Vanderbilt. So, you know, you just, it's what you get, right? Uh, but uh, really happy for him. He's caught a lot of flack from Tennessee fans uh, this year, which I can't stand. I I, I just get so – I realize that that um, he's not Hendon Hooker and that he's, you know, all the – He's still a very good quarterback, and he's done a, a, a good job. He's led the team uh, really well. He's a vocal leader. People trust him. They love him. Uh, and there's a reason why Josh Heupel is playing Joe Milton instead of Nico Ayamaliava. Uh, I mean, I trust Josh Heupel. So I, uh, I've been ranting to Tennessee fans this week and uh, telling them they need to just chill out. 8-4 uh, and four is, is a fine season, but Joe – Finished up with 383 yards passing, four touchdowns, and two touchdowns on the on the ground. And so uh, six total touchdowns, a great day. Sure, it was Vandy, but just proud of him for capping off his his um, his career at Tennessee on senior day in the old stadium. So Joe Milton the third tip of the cap, my friend. Outstanding. Yeah. Well, my tip of the cap, uh, we've already talked about him. We've already talked about his most famous play of the day. My tip of the cap is Jalen Milrow, and and again, we've talked about on the show his development, his improvement. As he has improved, so has Alabama's season. Uh, yeah. They've won 10 straight since that loss to Texas, and they've looked really, really good at times, and he has played at a very high level, uh, particularly here down in the second half of the season. But in this game, not only did he complete the fourth and 31, he was 16-24, 259 yards and two touchdowns. And he ran the ball. He was their leading rusher also, 18 carries, 107 yards. So uh, he played extremely well, as he has most of this entire season. Yeah. And and his ability, his playmaking ability, gives Alabama a good chance in that SEC championship game against Georgia in Atlanta on Saturday night. Absolutely. He put the offense on his back. I mean, he did most of the work uh, there. Separately, I just want to know your uh, your opinion, being, being – um, a former player and uh, current expert is, you know, emotions run high in games like this. And so, you know, you may have seen the video of him on the field after when he's walking on, uh, you know, off the field and he's yelling, he yells, give me that Heisman. Yeah. Hi. Give me that MRF or, you know, yeah. like, do you, do you chalk that up to, to, uh, you know, just, he's excited. Let him just let him have it. Wh- whoop de do. Or is it like, Hey buddy, you need to, you're being immature. You need to pull that back a little bit. Cause you know, Social media is a toxic place. You got people going right. 
analyzing every single thing. So I'm curious what you think about that moment right there. Well, I mean, that that's a heat of the moment thing. You know, sure. I'm sure he didn't like go into the game or come out of the locker room thinking, you know, if I do this, if I complete a fourth and 31 for a touchdown and the cameras are on me after the game, I'm going to make my bid for the Heisman. You know, so I mean, it's just it's what came out, you know, yeah. um, the thing that he probably, you know, remembered later is that, yeah, you know what, there's a there's a quarterback in this in my same conference on the same side of the, the conference as me down in Baton Rouge that's putting up ridiculous numbers who has a probably a better chance of winning the Heisman than I do. So, mm-hmm. uh, but it was the heat of the moment. It was an incredible win, right? I mean, it yeah. Alabama's college football playoff championship hopes alive, even though, yeah. you know, I mean, all those teams, Texas, Alabama, Ohio State, three great football teams, but they all are going to need a lot of help here this weekend to, to have a chance to get in. Yeah. Yeah, and I always, I always feel like I, I, I think we all should have grace with all these yeah. these college athletes. I mean, these guys are eighteen to twenty two years old. You know, unless you're Bo Nix, you're thirty seven. But most of the most of the guys are normal yeah. ages, and they're they're still their kids, honestly. And uh, who knows what I was saying and doing when I was at show? I always try to give those guys some yeah. grace. I mean, they're just kids. So um, let's go to the rankings. We've got a, I mean, brand new ranking that's released this week. Of course, um, the same. Right, nothing has changed. Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida State. They all won. Florida State uh, could, could in fact, have a tip of the cap, really, for their performance there in the swamp. Um, you know, it's holding strong with their backup quarterback. You know, great yeah. job. So, the, obviously, the big thing here is that every team, the teams from five to eight, have a chance to get in there. Yes. Based on what the teams in one through four do this coming weekend. Yeah. Um, as it stands, Oregon, the, if, you know, if one of these teams lose, Oregon is the first one in more than likely. But like in my rankings, I, and this is probably, again, nobody cares about rankings, but I, I had dropped Ohio State back a little bit to eight. I had them at eight, um, yeah. which may, maybe not be fair, but I felt like head to head, I think Texas and Alabama would beat Ohio State if they were to play. Uh, so that's why I put them eight. But I think it's going to be any of these teams could get in there. And, you know, yeah. Yeah, well, here's 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 the here's the scenario. There and there's lots of scenarios, and so you're right. Those first eight teams all still have a possibility. Now, I would say Ohio State has the hardest possibility mm-hmm. because they would need more things to happen in front of them this weekend. Now, crazier yeah. things have happened. Okay, yeah. I mean, that so I'm not saying it's impossible, but they need the most help. Um, the what will what will make it the most chaotic and the most um, troublesome for the committee is if Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship game. Because if that happens, then I I don't see how the committee would keep Georgia out of the college football playoff. And Alabama, as a one-loss SEC champion, would have to be in as well. Yeah, And if Michigan beats Iowa in the Big Ten championship, they're in for sure. So that would leave three teams potentially you know, fighting for that last spot. I mean, you're yeah. talking about potentially the winner of the of the Oregon Washington game as the Pac-12 champion, which I think is is a great bid for the college football playoff. Are you going to take a one loss Pac-12 champion over a potentially undefeated Florida State team mm-hmm. for that fourth spot? You know, and, and in that case, Texas and and Ohio State are really on the outside looking in. But um, 
But that's really only if Alabama beats Georgia. If the, if the ones that yeah. win this week that are supposed to win, Georgia wins, they're in. Michigan wins, they're in. If Florida State beats Louisville, I know that they've got a backup quarterback. I know that they don't have as impressive of a resume, but I don't know how you keep an undefeated Florida State team yeah. out of the college football playoff. You can't. Can. And yeah. then I think then I think the winner of the Pac-12 championship game is the other team that's in. And so yeah, so if Oregon beats Washington, um, you know that Washington finishes twelve and one. Yeah, but there's no scenario most people think in which Oregon and Washington can both get in. Right? I don't. I don't think so. I, I don't think so because I think two SEC teams at one loss would go in before two Pac-12 teams at one loss would go in. Yeah. And if, yeah, at this point, there's no way that you can't let Georgia into this thing. No, yeah. no matter what happens uh, on Saturday, I mean, I guess if they get trounced 56 to nothing, you could maybe rethink it, but I, that's not going to happen. So uh, it's just going to be crazy to see. I mean, they, they, things would have to happen. I mean, Florida State, if Florida State loses, yeah, I think they're certainly out. Um, yeah. You've got yeah. Oregon in. Texas might have a shot if somebody else, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it, it, you know, it's really fun doing this. Um, <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, but, you know, next year, we won't have to worry about it. We're going to have a 12-team 12, 12 right. playoff. And if, if that was the case here, you would be at Oklahoma. You'd have Oklahoma, yeah. Ole Miss, Penn State, Missouri. I mean, what a great – I mean, that would be amazing to yeah. watch that unfold, those 12 teams. Yep. We'll see how it goes next year, but it's going to be fun this weekend. Some, some major games, and and then we'll find out on Sunday where everybody's headed. Yes. Okay, let's move on to uh, our our matchups this weekend. Yeah, sure. We've got conference championship games, and uh, let's, we can talk about each one. Uh, you give your thoughts if you want, and then if you're still up for picking them, I've roped you in now. Why, why stop now? Why not? Yeah, why stop now? Okay, so um, – Let's go here uh, to uh, New Mexico State at Liberty. Uh, Liberty has a chance to go thirteen and zero here, which would be crazy. I think I think they do it. I think yeah. they do it. Give me the flames, light up the flames, baby. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the flames as well. I'm gonna go. Yeah. Um, second uh, Friday night, um, we've got Oregon and Washington Pac-12 championship, the last Pac-12 championship game, um, I guess ever, maybe. Yep. Um, unless they come back, but Oregon, Washington, how, how can, I feel like it's Oregon's, Oregon's, Oregon's favorite. I think they have a, a good shot here. What does Washington have to do to, to win this game? Well, Washington is going to have to score. I mean, they're going to have to be explosive on offense and, and they've got playmakers to do it. Right. Um, they're going to have to tear the football. I, I think, you know, it was a three point game in Seattle, October 14th. Um, and I think since that time, Oregon's body of work has been more impressive and more dominant from that loss mm-hmm. than Washington's has. Now, you know, neither one of them lost a game since then. Washington is undefeated, but I do think on a neutral site in Las Vegas, uh, I think Oregon is the better football team right now. I think Bo Nix has a chance to, you know, maybe cement a Heisman Trophy uh, with, a, with another stellar performance. And I just think they're a more complete team right now under Dan Lanning, and I, I like the Ducks in that game. I agree. I'm going Ducks as well. I think Oregon is, like you said, they have they've 
nearly crushed every team they've played here since yeah. since that Washington game. And Washington has had some close games with some teams that aren't really that great in comparison. So Oregon's not going to lose to Washington twice. I don't see that happening. So uh, uh, we'll take the Ducks. Okay, uh, Big 12, Oklahoma State at Texas. Oklahoma State, you never know what you're going to get. They're going to lose to UCF by a million uh, points or they're going to come out here and, and beat Oklahoma. So uh, who knows? So uh, Oklahoma State at Texas. I'm going to take the Longhorns. They look really yeah. strong right now. I mean, I think Texas could beat a lot of teams, almost any team they played right now, in, in my opinion. So I'm going Texas. Yeah, I think Texas is as good as anybody in the country with Quinn Ewers back. Uh, and I, their offense and defensive lines is the best that Texas has had combined in many, many years. So, you know, yeah. Oklahoma State, they found their way into the game. They were down 18 at halftime with BYU. They come back when they win in double overtime. Uh, you know, Ollie Gordon, five touchdown runs, and he's had a magnificent season. But Texas is just – they're too strong, and uh, and they still have a lot to play for. I think the Longhorns win fairly convincingly in that one. Okay. Yeah, we're on the same page so far. We're both three for three here. So uh, Miami at Toledo. That's – I mean, I'm going Toledo. The little bit that I've kind of kept up with those with that conference and those teams, the Toledo looks pretty solid, and uh, I, I'm going Toledo. Okay. Do you know the conference? Do you know the name of the conference? Sure. Yeah. Well, I was going to let you say it. It's the Mac Wack All American uh, Mid American. Yeah. yeah. My dad, Ron Blackblaze, is a proud alumnus of Bowling Green State University, a member of the Mac. My nephew plays for Kent State, a member of the Mac. Yeah. Uh, so these are two fine institutions. I'm going with Toledo. Jason Candle is the coach. You know, he was rumored as, a, and, and he is going to be up for a big job. Uh, here before too long. He's an outstanding coach. Uh, but yeah, I like Toledo in that game. The Rockets over the Red Hawks. Yeah. I didn't know what the Red the Red Hawks, okay, I didn't even know what their mascot Well, they used to be the Redskins, and, and they changed that several right. times. Um, yeah. And so they went to the Red Hawks, which I don't know if there's an actual hawk that is red or has a red tail. I know there's a red tail hawk, I know. Right. But not a, a completely red hawk, I don't think. I don't think so. So they're lying, first of all. They could go red-tailed hawks, but that's a little bit cumbersome to say. Yeah, too much. Too they much. just sort of to red hawks. Yeah. 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 Well, Rockets. Yeah, Rocket Toledo is going to. Gonna... Do you know, what, you know what the name of the stadium that Toledo plays their home games in? Now, this game will be played at Ford Field in Detroit. But what the name of the stadium where Toledo plays their home games, you know? Do you think I know that? Well, it's just quirky, so I, you're quirky enough that you might have known that. I don't know that. I don't. Okay. So Toledo is known for, I'm not sure if it's like manufacturing or glass blowing or something, but their stadium is is known as the Glass Bowl. Oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. The Glass Bowl. So Toledo, Ohio, is somehow known for associated with glass, glass making, glass something. Yeah, and so see, I thought they were just but famous. The Rockets. So the, yeah, I thought they were famous though for the expression "Holy Toledo," you know. So it might be too. Who knows? Yeah, Holy Toledo. Let's move on uh, to uh, ooh yes, uh, Boise State and UNLV. That's the uh, the whack. Uh, is that the whack? I think so. Yeah, I love the Mac whack. There's a lot of whack attacks. Uh, Boise State, Mountain West. I don't know which one it is. Yeah, maybe it's Mountain West. All I do know is that Boise State fired their coach, and they're in the championship game. 
So because of that, because my dad was a coach, I don't like coaches getting fired. I'm going to go with UNLV. Plus, Barry Odom is an outstanding coach. He was the defensive coordinator of Missouri, took UNLV over. They had been perennially a, do- a doormat in college football. And he's got them, you know, with a really good season and playing for a conference championship. So I'm going with the running Rebels. All right, running Rebels. I'm going the same UNLV. I'm not switching just because you picked them because I think they're pretty decent. I actually had them in my top 25 at one point for one week, and then they dropped out. But uh, UNLV, the Rebels, I always think of uh, the, you know, 1991 basketball team or whatever it was. They were Indian. Yeah. Chewing on his towel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, 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 the ball guy, he was yeah. a trip. They were good. Back yeah. then. Um, okay. Uh, let's go uh, SMU and Tulane. What conference is that? That's the, uh, con- that is the American Athletic Conference. Yes. AAC. Right. AAC. So you want me to pick first on this one? I I'm going to take Tulane. So Tulane, Willie Fritz has done a great job two years in a row. Last year, they won their conference. They went to the Cotton Bowl and they beat USC and came this year, they're sitting at 11-1. and one. They're ranked in the top 25. The game is played in New Orleans. Uh, even though SMU is undefeated in the conference and 10-2 and two overall, uh, I'm going with uh, the Green Wave. All right, the Green Wave. All right, we're, we're, we finally are, are disagreeing. I'm going SMU. The okay. uh, Were they the horses of some Mustang. kind of horse? Mustangs. Mustang. Yeah. <laughs> the Mustangs, yeah, uh, which is a car. But, uh, yeah, so the Mustang, I'm taking SMU. Uh, just, Do you have a reason for it? or just Not really. I just have this thing against Tulane. I just don't think they're as good as everybody thinks they are. I mean, they're, I mean obviously, they're good. They're 11-1. I mean, they're, yeah. they're very good. They beat USC last year. I did call that guy, pick that game. I thought I picked them to win that one. Uh, I did. I'll find, the, I'll find the footage. I'll show it to you okay. later. You're going to have to prove that one to me. Okay. All right. I'll send, you the, I'll send it to you later. But uh, give me the Mustangs okay. over, over Tulane. Yeah. Um, okay. In the other small conference, I can't remember the Appalachian State and Troy. Uh, I'm going App State because they're an hour from me, and I like those folks a lot. They're really nice, and and uh, they're really good at football. I don't know anything about Troy. I have a friend named Troy, uh, but he's going <laughs> to lose. Uh, App State, the Mountaineers, they they win. They're going to win. All right. All right. Yeah. Um. I you know I think I'm going to go with App State as well. Good choice. They're close to me too, so I'll go with they, them. They are. They're yeah. they're like right in between us, um, yeah. between you and I. Uh, okay, let's go. Uh, let's go. And they the- beat James Madison, so they must be legit because JMU, yeah. uh, you know, finished eleven and one, and they get to go to a bowl game this year, which is cool. So yeah, uh, good for them. I'm ex- I'm excited. The NCAA got made that happen. Everybody, everybody's pretty mad. They're going to burn that place down if they didn't let yeah. JMU go to the bowl game. Um, all right, let's go to the uh, let's go to the ACC, Louisville and Florida State. I will go first. I'm calling upset. Louisville takes out Florida State. Uh, I think that uh, it is going to affect them that they don't have uh, their starting quarterback. Although Tate Rodemaker certainly had a uh, has done a great job, and I root for a guy like him to be able to succeed. I really do. Louisville coming off that loss to Kentucky, uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna be up for this game. They're gonna be excited, and uh, I think. They've got a good defense, uh, as I've noticed, and uh, so I think uh, they're just going to get it done. Give me the Cardinals. Okay. I'm going to go uh, with Florida State. I'm going to okay. just keep riding them uh, on the hopes of a perfect season. Uh, you know, they they definitely are not the same team without Jordan Travis, 
But Trey Benson ran for almost 100 yards with three touchdowns, and, and I think they can run the football, and I think they got enough athletes on defense to make a difference in the ball game. And so I'm going to go with Florida State. Good pick. Good pick. It'll be a fun game to watch. All right, we got two left to do. Uh, I guess we say the biggest ones possibly. I uh, will go Big Ten, Michigan, and Iowa. Um, I don't know anybody that's out there that's probably going to pick Iowa. Uh, it won't be me um, taking Michigan all the way. Uh, you know, if 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 Iowa beats Michigan, you know it's going to be fifteen to eleven or some ridiculous yeah. score. Uh, so yeah, Michigan's too strong. Easy peasy. Michigan wins. I mean, the, the the Big Ten championship was last week, in my opinion. Am I right? That was last week. So, yeah. Well, and you know, going forward, there'll be no more East-West divisions in the Big Ten. So it'll just be the two best teams playing. So yeah. we conceivably see a rematch of Ohio State, Michigan, or a game that we already saw in the season. But it won't be East and West. Look, Iowa's had a remarkable season. Yeah. In fact, they've won ten games. You know, their quarterback that started the season transferred from from Michigan. Michigan right, Cade McNamara, and got hurt in the game that we did against Michigan State. And so they've been playing with, uh, you know, with a backup there. They lost their two of their best tight ends. And the best offensive weapons Iowa has are their tight ends year in and year yep. out. They lost their top two tight ends. Two weeks ago, they lost their best defensive player and punt returner, Cooper Jejane. But they just keep finding a way to win. They've won 10 games. They've played great defense all year long. Really good in the special teams. Got the best punter in the country. Mm. But Michigan is a complete team. They're great on defense. They're great on offense. They're solid in the special teams. Uh, Michigan wins the game again. And and Michigan is a team that is so focused and locked in. And even though they lost Zach Zinner, one of their best, maybe their best offensive linemen, uh, that they're they're not going to miss a beat on their way to the playoffs. Yeah, good stuff. Well, yeah. It may not be as, as a blowout like like some people may think of. it could be. Iowa may hang in there. They got a good defense. Um, all right, good stuff. Last game, SEC, huge game, big implications. Georgia and Alabama. Um, I'm I'll go ahead and give you my pick. I'm going Georgia uh, again. Sort of a why pick against the dogs now uh, when they have won so many games. Alabama seems to be the hottest team in the SEC though, and certainly could win the game but i'm going georgia i i'm going to the game i'm doing oh, hey. i am i'm doing a comedy set for the university of georgia oh of course as a pregame so i have to pick georgia uh and uh and i would pick them anyways but i'm definitely not going to walk into a, a, a auditorium of a thousand georgia fans yeah. having picked alabama so yeah. give me the dogs okay good pick safe pick I'm just gonna just just to be different on our last pick of the year. I'm gonna go ahead and pick Alabama, uh, and the only reasoning I can give, and I think Carson Beck has played incredible this season, taking over sets and that quarterback of Georgia. But I just I like Milrose playmaking ability as a passer and a runner, and his ability to extend plays uh, against the defense, and so. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb, I think, a little bit, and, and pick Alabama in this one. Even still, probably think Georgia is a little better. But uh, now, I do know this. I just read this today. Georgia has never beaten Alabama in an SEC championship game. So no, they have not. They have not. Yeah. Uh, they played two two years ago. Alabama beat them in the SEC championship game, but Georgia still went on to win right. the national title, anyways. Right. Uh, and then they beat LSU last year. So 
Alabama's been to the SEC championship 15 times since 1992 or one, whenever it was they started doing it. Uh, Georgia's been six times, I think, um, and, and most of those more recently. Alabama's been you know, doing it for a long time. It's yeah. uh, we'll see what happens, but uh, yeah, going to be a, an awesome yeah, game. Fun. You should have, you'll you'll love it. It's a great atmosphere there. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, it's going to be amazing. Can't wait. Uh, and uh, yeah, going to be a good time. So my good friends, uh, my good friends, producer Craig Silver and uh, uh, Steve Milton, the director, and Brad Nessler and Gary Daniels said this is the last CBS game uh, covering the SEC. Because That's right. CBS goes to the Big Ten next year, and the SEC goes to ESPN. So it's been a long run for CBS. I was part of that run for eight yeah. years. Uh, but I think Craig Silver's been doing it for 28 years, so uh, it'll be kind of, uh, I'm sure it'll be an emotional time for them as well. Yeah, what a big, yeah, what a great way to end that tenure with a game as big as this one. It's going to be pretty exciting. Um, okay, I think that's, I had one more thing I was going to say about that game, and I forgot what it was. Uh, oh, this is, uh, they're, they're, uh, CBS, uh, they are playing uh, a video of mine before the game. So they they, oh. they asked me to make a video that they're going to play, and uh, it's compensated me accordingly to do so, and uh, we'll be playing uh, there at three thirty ish or whatever the before the game starts. So that's great. That's great. Yeah. yeah. At, uh, at any point, do you think I may get a little percentage of some of this that you're getting since I've been like promoting you right, right. in our circles? I think uh, it was a little bigger than yours just to begin with, and yeah. Yeah, well, it depends on the circle. I mean, you know, I run in some other circles that you oh. probably you wouldn't want to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you wouldn't want to go to some of these some of these circles. But, but the, you know, this one, you know, all right. When you when you start uh, uh, promoting me on M- NBC Sports during your telecast, then oh. I'll start giving you percent. I'll try to get you. I'll try to get you in some Big Ten stuff next year. How's that? Okay, deal. Let's do it. I would love. See, look, there's a, there's a a hole in sports comedy in the Big Ten. There's a lot of SEC comedians doing stuff, right? So okay. I'm trying to get more Big Ten stuff going because they deserve a great comedian as well. Right. Uh, so, and I'm just the guy to do the job, I think. So we'll see how we get. See how we okay. work. All right. Well, that's, uh, oh, look at this. Oh, look at this picture. Yeah. Yes. Oh, what a great photo. Yeah. That's Mike Robinson, who was a quarterback at Penn State few years after me and he's also in our studio show at nbc and we were on the field together and uh actually you want me to tell you what was so funny i did you look ex- why we're, very excited to, okay. to see him yes so here's here no we we were out there together we're both cracking up because i just finished telling him the story so penn state their guy who kicks off for them he's not in these pictures the guy who kicks off for them is named gabriel wusso Okay. And he is six foot six, 275 pounds, and he's rocked up. I mean, he is big, right? And he's the biggest kicker I've ever seen in my life. So before the game, I'm down on the field and I go up to this guy because the kickers come out early, you know, and I, I walk up to him and I look up and I say, Hey, dude, tell me, please tell me when you were in high school, you played something else. You played another right? Position, right? And he, and he apologized. He's like, no, sir, sorry, I didn't. All I did was kick. And and so I told, I was telling Michael Robinson that story, that all he did was kick, and we both thought that was the funniest thing in the world, as you can tell by 
by our expressions there. So that's amazing. What a great photo though. Whoever whoever captured that, maybe somebody at NBC, but that's a great photo. Cool story. Love that. Look at yeah. that. There yeah. you are. Uh, excited. That's how I. That's how I would like for you to uh, greet me uh, next time we hang out together. Okay. Uh, I would like a you know a bit of a celebration, if you will, maybe a uh, you know some arms in the air, you know some cheering, maybe a hug. Uh, okay. So let's you know let's plan on that. We can do that. We can okay. Do that. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, I guess that does it for episode ten. That's a milestone. Ten episodes. Look at that. Double mm-hmm. digits. Boom. Let's go. Man in Black podcast. We uh, we may be back next week. I don't know for uh, Army Navy game preview and some. I'm about to be in black here too in my little setup here. So it's perfect. You are you're literally in black. Segway to black. Yeah. Segway. Yeah. So we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening, watching. Todd Blackledge, you're the man. You're the man. Okay. See you guys. Bye bye. <laughs>